Welcome to Seen and Heard in Edmonton, the podcast about bloggers and podcasters in the capital city of Alberta. I'm your host, Karen Unland, and joining me today is Jeremy Bibo, co-host of the Clickbait podcast and the man behind a new story mapping project called Storyhood. Welcome. Hi. This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, the new venture that MacMail and I have started to commission curiosity-driven stories about the city powered by the community. And you'll hear more about that later in the show. All right, Jeremy. So let's start. You've got lots of stuff going on, but let's start with your podcast. Tell me, how do you describe the Clickbait podcast? The Clickbait podcast, uh, it started as, th- there's, there's a website, playstationlifestyle.net. Uh, they're the, I've been told, the number one uh, independent PlayStation website uh, in terms of, of traffic and users. Uh, and they didn't have a podcast, or, or they had one, but it was kind of, uh, it was going off, going off the, the radar. And so I saw an opportunity. I was a contributor there. And uh, I decided, hey, let's, let's do a podcast. I was, I'd already done one with a couple friends uh, about games and movies and stuff like that. And that kind of fizzled out after about 50 episodes or so. And so I called them up and was like, you want to do it again for real? And uh, <laughs> they did, obvi- obviously. So, uh, yeah, we've been doing that. And, and we actually, um, the, the, the thinking behind it was that, there, I mean, internet articles, website articles are relevant for about 30 seconds and then they disappear, but there's still people commenting on these articles. And there are great debates and conversations. And some people, most people say, don't read the comments, but that's kind of our job. We yeah. read the comments and we find, we pick out the good the good bits and we highlight those on the show. And we talk about who who, who said them and, and we debate their, their pros and their cons and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, all through the lens of, of PlayStation, which is uh, a really popular topic and um, a really crowded topic as well, but uh, yeah, we're having fun, and um, that's kind of the the genesis of it. Do you find that if you pay attention to the community in that way, that they, they behave better? You know what I, I do. I don't want to jinx it, but I think <laughs> uh, on our, especially on our on our articles when we post the podcast on that, uh, a few times we've had people uh, kind of come at us for for whatever reason, and. Uh, if you respond to them and all of a sudden if you remind them that there's a human on the other side of these things, a lot of, a lot of times, most of the time, uh, mommy, I'll say sometimes <laughs> they'll, uh, <laughs> they'll respond accordingly and, uh, and kind of dial it back. We've even had people immediately apologize to us, you know, and say like, Oh, sorry, I didn't, I don't know. I was having a bad day, you know? So it's, uh, it's fun. It's always fun. That's a very, Gamers are a very volatile, uh, often immature uh, segment <laughs> of the population, so it's always it's always fun dealing with that. But yeah, it's 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 good. What makes you love gaming so much that you want to write about it and talk about it and do all this work? You know, my my earliest memories were uh, sitting on my dad would would pick me up and put me on his knee and put a controller in my hand, and and that was kind of the. That, that is some of my earliest memories I, I would of playing games that I can't even re- remember now, but I remember playing uh, with my dad. And so uh, that's always been a, a passion that uh, we've, we've shared. And, and growing up, all my, all my friends were always like, oh, your dad's so cool. He plays video games, you know. And, uh, uh, and so that's probably where, where it comes from. It's, it's the thing that I – it's the, the, the hobby and the, and the piece of entertainment culture that I, I know the best. And, and that's since grown into me having an interest in the industry itself and so that's why I like to I just like to talk about it and and uh, really analyze it from a bit a bit more of an, uh, an intelligent uh, lens than you know just talking about my, my favorite games and, and like how I like to shoot people and stuff <laughs> like that right so yeah 
and PlayStation Lifestyle then is not affiliated with the people that make PlayStation. No, no, they are they are independent. Um, they they were started. Oh, I don't know how long how long they've been running, um, but they've been steadily growing for, for a while, and and they're starting and they're they're getting a lot. They they break a lot of um, exclusive news and and. Uh, uh, there's been a few games that they've they've kind of broke the, the news on, and so they've gotten a lot of um, respect in the industry th- through that. And uh, yeah, this is my coming up on two years. Uh, I've been either contributing articles or or th- I'm exclusively on the podcast now. But sometimes when I have extra time, I'll write an article or something. Yeah. So. And is it a paying gig or is it? A it is. It nice. is. It's um one of the few kind of uh, other than the, the the big game sites like the, the IGNs and, and and all those all, all those polygon uh they they do pay um and they actually uh pay for the podcast as well which nice. is pretty um rare <laughs> they yeah. pay they pay for um the the hosting fees they 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 and they pay for uh uh they help us out with the equipment um and re- like rentals and stuff like that and they also give us a, a small bit for for uh, each like each episode that we that we put up i mean it's nothing that you know i can't quit my job or anything like that yeah. but uh it's nice to just not know that uh, or to know that i'm not um taking a hit in, yeah. in, my, in the finances to, to run a podcast so awesome yeah. um what is it about video games that makes people want to talk about them and and uh, watch p- other people play them my son likes to do that i don't get that yeah yeah live streaming is is huge now you know i i'm not sure anyone really knows i think if they did we would we would always have be- like great selling games and, and we don't uh but I, I think it's rooted in some sort of um of ownership you know a lot of people i think that's why you see you hear a lot of people getting angry uh, like gamers getting angry and attacking people um, it's because they, like any bit of pop culture, you you love it so much that you feel it is yours. It mm-hmm. has it becomes yours. It leaves the hands of the creators and is now something that is mine. And it's part of the, it becomes part of their identity. And so when someone says Call of Duty sucks, there you hear it as you suck, right? You know? And so you get angry. Um, is that an immature way of, <laughs> of dealing with your hobbies? Yes, <laughs> and there's no excuse for it. Uh, but that is the uh, the reality, I think. And I think it's it, it because it it draws a lot of people who who are younger and who haven't who haven't matured to a certain uh, state of state of mind. Uh, you see you see a lot of that, and I think passion can be great, but it can also it can also be destruct uh, destructive. You know, if it's put in the the wrong hands. So it's one of those mediums that I that I find uh, it combines every medium into one. You yeah. know, you've got you've got writers, you've got designers, you've got just thinkers and, and tech people and it's it's coming together and, and the fact that any games are ever completed is a miracle you know because there's so many people and so many moving parts but I think that's why that I, I can say that I love them is just because of that that combination of of, uh, of people that kind of that bring that produce these things yeah it, it is one of the great creative products of our time mm-hmm. it feels like you wonder what the, the uh, historians of a couple <laughs> centuries hence will will divine from them. Hey? Yeah. 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 Um, <clears throat> those of us who are not involved in gaming sometimes our only contact is when there's like a big controversy about people mm-hmm. being uh, awful to women or, or, mm. or uh, whatever. How do you... Uh, it's not all like that, right? It's not. There, there, there is a lot of there is a lot of good. Um, unfortunately, the the good are usually part of the silent majority. 
um, the bad is the, is is the loud vocal minority, and yeah. and that that sucks. But that's what the internet does. You know, it gives people a voice, and it's 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 always the case. You look at any site with like a you know Yelp, you're more likely to go on Yelp and review something if it's if you had a bad experience than if you had a good one. I mean, it sucks, and I think that the what we need is to have people who are positive uh, in this industry to start talking more. You know, do a podcast, write an article, write a blog, do anything, and just and, and start focusing on the positives of the industry. And um, whether that's you know whether you want to combat the the stereotypes of, of women in gaming or or uh, th- there was a there's a game that's coming out in a couple couple months, uh, No Man's Sky, and the the creator who's who's leads a team of like four people, right? But they, they have a ton of pressure on them right now. They had to announce that they're delaying their game by three weeks, I believe. And he got death threats. Oh, and my God. not only did he, but the reporter who broke the story also, how he's not even connected, right? But yeah. they, they were all, so, and, and that's the story that the media will, t- will pick up and yeah. run with because it evokes, you know, a reaction. So, um, you know, we, we, I guess we just need to, we just need to work. It, it's actually a relatively young industry considering how long it's, it's been around, right? And it's grown very quickly and probably too fast. So we have a lot of a lot of bad behavior we need to, to, to get out. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now I am also talking to you de- today on 100 in One Day, which is mm-hmm. a big blitz of civic-minded projects all across the city. Mm-hmm. And you launched one. So tell me about Storyhood. I did. Uh, Yeg Storyhood. Uh it, it it actually has its roots in a podcast. Oh, I, I had this idea where I, you know I, I travel to to Europe and 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 these these communities have such rich uh, histories and I, and I always joke that like there's there's more history in their doorknobs than we have in our whole country, right? And uh, and this there, there's there's smaller communities with stories that uh, have existed for generations and everybody who lives there knows them and and I come back here and I just feel. You know, a, a palpable lack of of that, right? We don't have that history, and and so I, I when I started this project, I I thought, well, the original was a podcast, uh, and that uh, crashed and burned for various reasons. <laughs> but it's been uh, from the from those ashes, it's been reborn as as a uh, as this website where anyone can go, and uh, there's a map when you first land on the page, and there's a submission form, and if you have a story, whether it's uh, whether it's fiction, nonfiction, poetry. Uh, if you have a video or an audio recording, uh, send it in through the submission form, and it'll get um, it'll go through a yeah. You know, there's certain criteria that we want to a certain level of quality that we want to keep. Um, but if it's selected, then we'll we'll put it on the site, and and you basically tag that location. So if you if you were in Remedy and you had a particularly delicious chai latte, and you and it, <laughs> it inspires you to write something, uh, it doesn't have to be about the business itself. It can just be something that was inspired while you were there. Um, but uh, basically, I want to cover this whole map with little stories um, about our communities and our neighborhoods. There's, I, I counted on Wikipedia. There's 286 neighborhoods. Yeah, that's a lot. It and is. and I don't, there's half of those I don't even I've never even heard of. You know, so um, th- there's and there's people living there, so I know they have stories. <laughs> you know, so send send them in. So it's it's uh, yeah, yegstoryhood.com is the website. Uh, go there, check it out. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll start mapping the, the city. And will you put stories of yours on there too? Can you give me an example of a story that is rooted in place here? Yeah, um, the, I have about uh, I put six on there um, just to start things off, just so people when they go there they can see an example. Three of them uh, are mine. There's a there's a very short story. It's less than a hundred words. 
um, there's a there's a poem uh, that I that I wrote when I went to uh, Yardbird Suite, and it's uh, it's about uh, just things that that I that I saw there. There was a there was a table with a you know a first date, what I assumed was a first date, and and uh, then there's three other stories that were written by. Uh, Jason Lee Norman, who, if you're involved in any way with uh, with writing and, and the community here, um, you'll you'll know his name. Uh, and he he's been doing these Yelp reviews lately, where he'll he'll post a review on Yelp that really has nothing to do with the place itself. It's just a, a way of launching into a story. Yeah. And that those fit perfectly on the site. And so um, he's he's agreed to to uh, to give those to me once they get banned from from Yelp. <laughs> And we'll uh, we'll go from there. So, yeah, those are the six and that are on there now. And you can uh, three from me, three from Jason, and you'll be able to uh, look at those and just kind of get a get a feeling for the vibe. I'd really like to see um, you know somebody's uh, like a true account of something they saw at the Molson Brewery or something, and then uh, living alongside a completely fictional. Uh, historical account of Edmonton's rat hole or something, right? So I want people to go to this site and not know what, what if what they're reading is even true, right? right. I just I, I like that blurring of of lines. So. Collisions. Yeah. 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 Uh, Jason Lee Norman also uh, does the Yeg Words project, mm-hmm. which puts little tiny mini stories on our coffee sleeves if mm-hmm. we if we uh, go to the coolest coffee shops in Edmonton and you had one of those what was that like I did it was uh it was fun I mean all, all the projects he thinks he thinks of are, are fun um I've never that's probably the one I've gotten the most response to in, in social media because it's it's so easy to somebody has a coffee they see a story they like it they take a photo and then they tweet it and my my twitter handle's right on there so they can tag me right so it's uh it, that was a lot of fun and just meeting people through that um my dad, he, he doesn't live here anymore. He lives uh, in uh, in BC. So we used to go for coffee quite a bit. And so I got to take some of these sleeves when I went and visited him. And he thought, he thought that was pretty cool. And that yeah. was kind of the, the impetus for me submitting something was uh, to just be able to bring some sleeves to my, to my <laughs> dad. But uh, yeah, it, um, it, it was great. It was such a, such a cool project. And I'll probably I'll probably keep submitting until he until he picks another one of my stories. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. If you're if you're a writer, that's one of the uh, it's it's such a good way to get your your name out because it's coffee. Like writers drink coffee, everyone drinks coffee. So yeah, just do it. It's, yeah, it's, it's fun. As a consumer, it's like a little present that I get with my mm. coffee. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's great. So let's just go over again how people can participate in Storyhood. So uh, you can you can follow on Twitter. You can fo- you can like on Facebook. You can follow on Instagram. Um, and I'm going to try and diversify the content that we put on each of those so that uh, you don't feel like you're getting bombarded with the same thing every time. But uh, go to yegstoryhood.com and check it out. Look at the map. There's a how how this works page where you can read all the details. And then hit the submit story button, and it's just a form you you fill in and and I'll take it from there. It's uh, I I try I want I don't want to be too much of a burden on on the submitter uh, as well. So uh, I'll we'll, we'll kind of uh, go through that and I'm hoping to be able to respond to people in a few weeks uh, w- within a few weeks when they when they submit a story um, whether it's been accepted or or not. So that's how you can get involved. Yeah. Awesome. All right, we'll take a break and when we come back we will hear about local blogs or podcasts that Jeremy recommends. 
This episode of Seen and Heard in Edmonton is brought to you by Taproot Edmonton, a source of curiosity-driven stories about the city powered by the community. And I'm here today with Mel Priestley, who wrote our first Taproot story. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, what's your story about? My story is about deer. It's about a herd of deer that live in the uh, the space off of 23rd Ave and Gateway Boulevard. Um, there's actually in it's the Edmonton Ethane Extraction Plant land, so it's actually all fenced in. And uh, there's been deer in there for a really long time. And so one of our Taproot members wanted to know what the deal was with the deer, Mm -hmm. and you found out. Yeah, yeah, more or less. I think um, I've talked to a lot of people since then about this, and and, um, those deer are very familiar to commuters in the area. Um, Anyone I talk to who drives by there on a fairly regular basis says, oh, yeah, those deer, I know those deer. So everyone has seen them, but they're kind of just, I guess, maybe not taken for granted for, but no one really knew what the deal was. I guess they just thought, oh, well, there's deer there. So I dug into it a bit more um, just because it is a bit odd because that area is quite uh, urban now. It didn't used to be. And it was fairly recent that the uh, sort of residential sprawl of the city caught up to that area and kind of just moved around them. And they kind of just stayed. It's this weird little deer island, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why did you want to participate in Taproot as a writer? Yeah, as a writer, um, I was really keen to just try a different form of journalism. And so I guess the actual process that I followed for this was very similar to other stories I've written, um, just in terms of how I went about it and things like that. But the the model that Taproot is following is something that really interests me because, I mean, there's a lot of doom and gloom stories in journalism these days, and it seems high time for for someone to try something new. And there are new things, new models that are being explored in other areas. We haven't really seen that in Edmonton too much, though, so I was very uh, excited that there were some people who were working on sort of um, a possible alternative to the traditional model that we've had for so many years. Excellent. Uh, Thank you for coming to chat with me today. You can read Mel's story at taprootedmonton.ca, and you'll also find information there on how to buy a membership so you can help us pay writers like Mel to answer more questions and put more stories like this into the world. So uh, get your membership and read her excellent story at taprootedmonton.ca. Thanks. Thank you. All right, we're back. So, Jeremy, what what uh, local independent media do you like? So there's, there's two podcasts that I've been listening to for a little while now. Um, the first is The Expats um, with Adam Rosenart. Um, living abroad, I'm sure, is a dream of everyone's, <laughs> but it's something that I've, that I've you know considered many times before. And so this has actually been able to uh, uh, eliminate some possible you know locations that don't, don't really sound like they that I'd be a good fit for. Yeah. Um, but I had a my girlfriend and I went to uh, Portugal last year, and while we were there, he posted. Uh, an episode about someone who lived in Porto and we were on the train going there when I saw that and I listened to it and I ended up like getting in in contact with that person and and she was able to like uh, let us know what was going on in in the city and and uh, that was such a cool connection through a podcast right in a completely different part of the world right so um, that was really cool and uh, the second one is is kind of funny because it's completely different but it's um it's Bollywood is for lovers Mm -hmm. Uh, it's a it's a I just like listening to people who are passionate about things that aren't common. Yeah. And I'll be honest, sometimes I have no idea what, what Matt and Aaron are talking about, but yeah. uh, I just like that they're so excited about it. And so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll tune in and uh, when they have a new one up 
and listen and, and try and try and piece some things together because I do have an interest in in movies and so hearing about a, an industry that is you know mostly unheard of over here is is pretty pretty interesting especially to, to hear some of the different storylines that come out of mm-hmm. come out of Bollywood so yeah. yeah, I I share your interest in that window into a different world <laughs> kind of yeah. thing, and that definitely is yeah. one. Yeah. yeah, excellent. So I've got a couple more questions about d- where I'm going to ask you to give people advice. So, what advice would you have for someone, first of all, who wants to get into gaming media, either as a writer or a podcaster? Mm. Um, I, I think the 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 best one is y- you have to start small. Um, y- it is unlikely that you're going to be able to go to IGN or, or Polygon or, or Game uh, GameSpot or, or whatever and and s- show them a resume and they'll take your your word that you're really good or something, right? Um, it's uh, it's an industry that you have to you have to earn your earn your right to to climb that ladder. And so I started with uh, I, I looked for a, a a website that I thought did a good job of re- of reporting on um, on games. I think there's a lot of um, I think there's a lot of crummy, crummy game websites. Uh, there's a lot of websites that will take advantage of people, and and I also don't really like the idea of working for free. I think even if a site can give you a little bit, like it, even it, you know, even if it's like ten dollars an article, at least they're showing that they're trying to to compensate in some way. Uh, some places will even give you free games or, or something, right? If you, if you're a reviewer, so yeah, start start small. That's 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 what we did, and. Uh, and then we we just look for opportunities. The gaming websites are usually strapped for resources, um, and so if you can show a profici- proficiency in uh, editing videos or or doing graphic design or doing podcasting, uh, if you suggest it, they will probably say yes because they're looking for any excuse to get an edge in in an indust- industry that's so crowded right now. Yeah. So uh, that's what I would say: just look for opportunities, start small, and look for opportunities to grow. And then for someone who wants to start writing fiction, mm-hmm. um, what would your advice be for someone who wants to start getting building a little bit of an audience for themselves? It's an industry that for the most part is still, it feels quite ancient in a lot of the ways it handles uh, the work that it does. It's, you know, when you submit to, uh, not all, but a, but a lot of the more prestigious pu- publications, you're waiting for months and months. And if you have a book, you're waiting for even longer. So. Um, Edmonton has tons of opportunities to get your your name out there for for writers uh, more than many cities in this country. Uh, so and and you don't have to you don't even have to look very hard. Like if you're listening to this, you've already got one. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, uh, and, and you know, look follow you know follow Jason Norman. He he has a ton of of cool little ways that you can get involved in things like Yeg words and. Uh, there are others. There's there's tons that I don't even know about. So I would just say, again, just it's all about looking. You, you, none, of, none of these things will come to you. Um, it's not easy. You have to work. And, and if you have a piece that you think is great, edit it again. Like po- keep polishing because there's someone who will be writing something that's better. Uh, and you, you're constantly having to, to up your game. And, and and then when the stars align, you, you get lucky and you get published, you know. Yeah. So... I've had I've had a few um, pieces pieces published um, across the country and 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 some in in Scotland and uh, it's all been just a lot of a lot of timing and, and luck and and making sure that I'm constantly writing to keep my craft uh, sharp as as sharp as it can be because 
there, like make no mistake, there are other writers out there who are doing that and they're getting better every day. So you can't stop. Perfect. That's an excellent way to end. So thank you so much for coming to talk to me today. Thank you. Uh, you can search for the Clickbait Podcast on iTunes and other podcast places and follow Clickbaiters on Twitter. And uh, Clickbait Podcast is on Facebook as well. You'll find Storyhood at yegstoryhood.com. And it's also a Make Something Edmonton project. So you can find it there. Um, Jeremy himself is Mr. Bebo, B-E-E-B-O on Twitter. All these links and Jeremy's recommendations will be in the show notes at seenandheardyeg.com. Subscribe to my newsletter at seenandheardyeg.com for complete coverage of Edmonton's blogs and podcasts. This recording, as I mentioned before, was made on 100 in One Day through Make Something Edmonton, and you can check out all those projects at 100inone day.makesomethingedmonton.ca. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.